0: Hey there, my name is Vosh. I live stream on YouTube and Twitch and sometimes I even upload the good bits. This is Previously Live.
1: Okay, first off, I just want to preface this by saying um, I I was watching a bit of the stream and I think like I think I definitely came off much more antagonistic than I intended to. I I, um, I tried to sprinkle sort of my deferential ideas about debate streaming throughout like the uh, throughout the video. Earlier on, there was more, but I didn't also apply that for a lot of the analysis. So I just want to like I guess upfront say like the the, the claim that like don't watch debate streams is pro I probably don't stand by that like as a whole um that's just basically how I articulated I don't know it's a long video to write so a lot a lot of things said but mainly I am coming here not in a manner that is to antagonize although I think a lot of the claims we can go over things you disagree with but um if yeah. that,
0: you know is worth mentioning I guess oh no no I'm I'm happy to talk about it um so normally I like to know how everyone comes into a discussion with disagreements and I have a feeling about you. So I'll, I'll say what I think happened uh, and I can't know that I'm right. I have no way of ever knowing that I'm right. You could never confirm in a way that would you know, satisfy me. But the impression that I got is that you are a very empathetic person. Uh, you have strong concerns for the well-being of groups whose well-being is not generally taken into account. And when you got involved in the online left, you liked a great many people, one of whom was me, because I am, you know, entertaining or whatever, whatever, whatever reason you did. Um, but I am broadly very unpopular, and you, um, you, you had a very diverse audience when you got started. Not an audience with an immediate overlap with mine, because there are people who create new channels or streams that do have, just by default, a overlap with my audience, just because of the type of content they produce. The way you produce your content, I think, encourages um, a much greater degree of investment from a broader group, which is great. Uh, but that broader group doesn't like me. So you became uh, subjected immediately to criticisms for your perceived association with or approval of me. You made a subsequent video in which you pulled away from some of the more open endorsements of myself. And um well real in the quick I mentioned
1: so in 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 that sure. like uh, so so in my follow-up video, yeah, I, I um basically I, I remember the the quote that was used a bunch was I was like Vosh is good actually. That was what I said in the initial video, right? And then in the follow-up video, um well so one of the things I remember um that caused me to do that was one of the claims that I said when discussing you in the initial video was that you had been banned from Twitch for saying fuck Israel. That was like my claim about why you had been banned. And essentially, that was what you'd said. But the actual clip you had said there would be more peace in the Middle East if Israel was wiped off the map with a glass, which yes. you did say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, glass. Like, there you go. So um, and and so. Me presenting that as you saying fuck Israel was dishonest, as in, and, and the reason I did that was I had seen a video where you were talking about uh, that specific, uh, you were addressing that allegation and you explained it in that way. You said, I said, I said, like, they don't like me because I said fuck Israel, essentially. And I, I could go back and like double check if that's the case, but essentially I took that claim and repeated it. And then when people brought that clip to my attention, it, it was things of that nature where it, it, because I made a huge video where I was promoting like fucking, you know, 60 people. Uh, I didn't take that into account. And so in in following up, like I mentioned, I didn't really spend a lot of time on that follow-up video in articulating, but it was things like that where like, I think accuracy is important. And so just following up by saying, uh, like, go don't take anything at face value, which also applies to video essayists. Uh, that's the reason why I, because again, it's like, I, I agree with the sentiment that Israel is, uh, a, a very bad force in the middle east and what does cause insane pain to all around them or whatever but like the way you put it i took issue with. so it was things like that that basically caused that it wasn't a retraction again i think people i, I think I, I see this from people in your audience and i don't know if this is the case for you but it, i i could see like viewing things from an antagonistic lens where people either support you or they don't and that's not like what i'm about i'm not yeah i don't like uncritically support anyone i just want to point out things where i get things wrong i understand
0: and it does um obviously if i were to detail in a full account every bad thing i've ever said on this platform i wouldn't have room to breathe so you know the impression people are going to take from any element of my content as opposed to its full you know thousands of hours it's always going to vary it's not the issue at hand but I know the online left, and I also know what was going on in the comments of your initial video, as well as adjacent Twitter discourse, and also based on the way you framed things in your follow-up video, that may have been what prompted a correction, but you did get pushback because of me. And not the Israel thing either, because people on the left don't give a shit about that. They never give me shit for that it was everything else and i and i i know this this isn't an accusation towards you but you were probably provided a uh, a superfluous amount of evidence to the effect that i am uh, a horrible human and a lot of it i imagine you looked at and you thought okay well this is maybe a bit over the top you know maybe this is a bit out of context <sighs> but you were provided a lot of it and i think that in the subsequent months you have walked a very fine line and it's a line that I don't think I'm physiologically capable of walking. You've been talking to me in DMs and have been friendly and engaged and f- perfectly pleasant to talk to. Um, but in a broader sense, I feel like you have been exposed to an overwhelming confluence of arguments against me. And where you are right now is in a position where you can make An hour long, hour 20 minute long video, which is mostly about me, which ends with you answering the question as to whether or not I'm racist with a, does it matter, he's still doing the thing which enables white supremacy, and still talk to me in what I perceive to be an empathetic sense. I have no idea what pathological desire to... Make people happy and minimize harm must motivate this line that you've walked. It is incredible. I don't know how you've done it. If it was anyone else, this would be blood sports already because of the stuff that you said about me. But you are so obviously motivated by a desire to minimize harm as opposed to smear for clout, which a lot of people do, that I'm willing to have this conversation. In, in a neutral enough tone, I'm not perfect, um, in spite of all of that. So that's how I think you're coming into this from. You probably recognize or think of me as a person with a list of virtues and a number of vices, one of which is no doubt arrogance, and that's what's kept me from becoming aware of the many failings that I have and the harm that I cause other people. And I sincerely believe you want me to get better and that this isn't some roundabout way of attacking me through the, you know, the, the perception of critique. That's a big thing on YouTube, right? The, the whole, oh, I'm not attacking you. I'm criticizing you. And if you don't like this criticism, that's your fault because you're being unreceptive. Usually it's just an optical ploy. I don't think you're doing that. So let's talk then. And I apologize for the preamble, but I know people in my audience are going to expect more vitriol from me. uh, And I wanted to explain, if to no one else, to them, uh, why I don't feel the need to do that.
1: Yeah, uh, I think that sums it up. I would just add, sorry, I completely forgot what I was about to say. Give me three seconds to think. Not at all. So you mentioned uh, uh, my goal being empathy, so or my sort of motivation being empathy. And I think that the reason I've tried to sort of toe that line is because I do believe a lot of what you do is really good. And and this is a point I didn't, you know, really flesh out in the video very much at all. But in terms of as a force of content, like most of what I said in the original video, I I still stand by. But you're right that like, Having so much talked about and how many so many uh, things offloaded onto you as at once uh, creates this overwhelming pressure of like, OK, how do I like how do I address these things that I do see that I take issues with? Like we can talk about the Professor Flower stuff. I take an issue with a lot of that and I dis- disagree with a lot of uh, these uh, characterizations. Um, how do I take that? in in stride and say like like the comment you mentioned where i said like is he a racist yes or no i mean you know white supremacy operates at at different levels and you know me that that question isn't meant to like in i guess okay it could be seen as an inference that you are a racist guy but it's like these things are are more complicated than yes or no and that's the point i'm trying to make there but i mean we can we can go through the video or whatever but um at the end of the day it is just from a pure standpoint of trying to improve the space and and whether or not that means whatever that means whatever that entails that that's my primary goal so uh just to kind of add on to what you said but it's
0: also something that i want you know as much fun as it is to argue with people like professor flowers though keep in mind like i never expect these conversations to blow up the way they do i'm usually ready for an amicable conversation um the drive behind all of it is that i want to make the online left better I think the online left is driven in large part uh, by an unwillingness to engage in and be receptive towards conflict, and also by a kind of ideological weakness, an inability to reconcile their perspectives with outside criticisms, a desire to turn inward. The right doesn't have this issue because being wrong doesn't stop them, and they're not concerned with being consistent from point to point. You know they can they it's it would it's it's like a you know it's like a, a tolkien's orcs, right? you know you don't need to have proper plumbing infrastructure built in their towns. they don't give a fuck. It's not necessary for their stability. We, on the other hand, unfortunately are bound by some constraints um we the benefits that we have, of course, is that we're right. that's a pretty big one um but uh in, in terms of the yeah, the downsides, there is a lot of echo chambering. I think for the most part, when I have these conversations with people like Professor Flowers, I'm always hoping that they'll have a come to Jesus moment that, you know, they'll, they'll reflect on their wrongdoing and they'll arrive at some understanding. (laughs) They don't have to like me. Um, yeah, I know you exhale, but what
1: was the, the, the wrongdoing in in that regard, the wrongdoing of the claim that about uh, white
0: racial essentialization or or in that specific case, I'm curious. She made a few mistakes. Though keep in mind, your whole video was an attempt to instill sort of by proxy a come to Jesus in me. Obviously your video was directed at people who are watching the video. It's not a claim made directly at me, but that is the goal then, as you acknowledge the belief that people can change. Um, And I imagine it must come across as incredibly conceited for me to say, you know, oh, look at these 48 people Uh, minorities on the left who disagree with me. I can't wait for them all to shape up. But, you know, stranger things have happened. That's why I like to take it point by point. With Professor Flowers, the essentialization thing in particular was pretty bad. Likewise, she was giving leeway to ethnic cleansing. Um, Now, you know, if she had just acknowledged that, we could have argued about how, you know, sometimes in times of great need, you know, you might be able to justify this, that, the other. But she wouldn't own up to it, which was really frustrating I think like that's where I disagree is that you know there's a
1: it's sprinkled throughout that conversation where she said that that's not something that people are considering, but the question that was being posed by you was uh, uh, you know if they did this if you if they decided to do this um what would you say to that and and it's not that that question is the wrong question to ask it's it's that she at no point suggested that that was going to happen. And that was something that was happening. And, and to, to view the idea, the, the simple claim, like the simple claim of colonized people should be able to decide. It's not about whether or not it's moral or ethical to make the decision to kill their oppressors. That, that, that type of extreme is the problem because it it is a, a very kind of baseline claim about autonomy that I, I don't think I don't think you disagree with. But I think in... In your pursuit of, I, I don't really know. I guess, it, it, I guess for you, it is to, to nail down the ethical. Uh, Do what's you the word? Think to nail.
0: The people of South Africa should be able to shoot their homosexuals and bury them in a mass grave. I know,
1: I've, I've heard this argument. I, I, no, that's, <laughs> again, that doesn't apply well, to what I'm whoa, saying wait, here. Wait,
0: it, it's, wait well, hold on. You're making yeah, the autonomy ahead. argument. Now, I recognize that an autonomous nation state will have the ability to commit ethnic cleansing, but in practice, we never ever talk about the right to do a thing in the context of whether they have the national sovereignty to do so. A a nation with autonomy will be able to purge its queer people. That's a thing they can do as a product of national autonomy, but no leftist in the right mind would go, well, I do think actually that America should have the right to kill like all their gay people because, you know, America's a sovereign nation and that's part of a sovereign nation. Like we wouldn't talk about it that way. The issue I have is Professor Flowers was saying that colonized people, by which she meant black people, uh, should have the right to decide whether to live with their oppressors. And given it was the context of South Africa, that would be white people. Um, and in following qualifications, uh, you know, she's essentially said that what I'm about to infer is correct. But when you're talking about choosing to live with on the context of a nation state, we're talking about killing a group or deporting them and either meet the, 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 the definition of an ethnic cleansing.
1: Yeah. Again, I, I just, I, I just disagree that at the level of conversation that was being had, that that was something that was, uh, even a part of like, I mean, again, so this is conversation at two different levels, right? In debate, you are pushing to the limits to test like what this all means. What is the implication of what she's saying here? But I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that like your insinuation of this again, like you can go throughout the thing. There's no point. There are multiple points where she says that, uh, you know, this is not something that people want to do. This is not something that people are planning on doing, but, so so this continued characterization that I think her ethical system,
0: it. you think that Professor Flower wants to kill white people? I think that Professor Flowers is a believer in a system by which you can justify ethnic cleansing against white people. I don't think the people in South Africa want it. Uh, well, I'm sure some do. There are millions of people there. But um, I don't think this is like an issue with indigenous communities. I don't believe in the fear of retribution. I think that overwhelmingly any indigenous community is just going to want to Re establish some sort of presence on their land, some political and economic autonomy varies, of course, depending on where you are. Um, but this is this is leeway I don't think you, you or anyone would give anyone else the right to decide. Now, it's true, she said, I don't want genocide, I don't want this, I don't want that, but I've argued with a lot of right leaning people who will shy away from the term we have for bad things but then justify the bad things through other terminology. It's really common and it's why they get mad at me for asking them qualifying questions because they feel like I'm trying to trick them into defending say for example the ethnic cleansing of Latin Americans who come up from the border when that's explicitly what they want but they don't like the term ethnic cleansing. They don't like it because light's being shown on positions they'd rather leave to implication. In Professor Flowers's case it wasn't very implicit. It was pretty Explicit, Um, and I feel like we can acknowledge that Professor Flowers indeed endorsed, or at the very least, held water for ethnic cleansing, without sacrificing any real talking points concerning decolonization. Because that's not decolonization; that's like very, very out there. You know, it's not that's not uh, that doesn't have anything to do with the actual like political, you know, talking points, right?
1: Yeah. So I I just disagree with that with that claim that, that, that is what, like the ideology. And again, like, so I've I've watched all of her videos and the full debate. I've watched everything multiple times and, and I don't see how anyone would come to that conclusion. I think what's being valued here is, is the moments in the debate where, you know, you got that impression, but I, I, I don't think that's what she was ever saying. And I think even to like, again, I, I see the perspective of, you are trying to like, again, it's like an optical thing. It's right. Like uh, Republican fear mongering of CRT is where black people want to kill everybody. So I'm trying to investigate that claim. But again, that like, I think you came in with that framing or with that not intent, but you, you, you were primed to interpret what she was saying in that manner. And, and so many other people interpreted, interpreted in a totally different way in a way that I find correct, which is that, you know, these types of things can't be compared like decolonization and nazism can't be compared there's no point of comparison and and even to like make that equivocation again like you're saying like right-wingers say these things they these nazis they they come in they try and like hide their intentions i think you you view you viewed and sometimes you view these conversations as a one-to-one comparison in rhetoric but it's not the case when there's more there's more History, and there's more like r- with regards to what these claims actually mean, and with regards to what acknowledging the claim that historical oppression is different, is different in a very
0: serious manner from white people to so black people. We're talking about different points. I have never at any point on my platform said that the harm done along both these lines is equatable in both directions. This is something right. that other I know you people, ha- right? So here I'll, I'll ask you: Do you think the Black Israelites are a little bit like Nazis?
1: I don't. I don't. I literally don't know. Like again, little bit in what way? Like well, uh, Luis
0: Farrakhan? Are you more familiar with his political prescription? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, um, once an ethno state, hates Jews, homosexuals, uh, believes that his race is the master race. That he has uh, you know an ancestral genetic connection to essentially a superior group of people um <laughs> I, I, is, see is I, is, I see well, the comparison i see the comparison you're making so, so and the, i i i i, I the in the context of here, the
1: conversation you had in the context of the conversation you had i don't see I don't see how that could be justified. The critical Again, like you're making a comparison between things that they're just different, like they're just different things. And I don't see like- Comparisons have
0: to be made between different things. The point is to illustrate similarities. So with Luis Farrakhan, I have noted, of course, the fact that he is not white and therefore his ideology is not identical to those of Nazis, but it is essentially a Blotzi ideology. Black Nazi ideology—it's very similar. They clearly crib notes, um, and I think that it's fair to make that comparison, even though the Nazis, of course, were a monstrous, uh, you know, uh, political machine that killed tens of millions and continue to this day in their subsequent forms uh, hurt people. Whereas the Louis Farrakhan bra- Black Israelite type—I mean, it's not—it's not you know good, but it's much less of a problem. But the comparison illustrates similarities. So the similarity I was trying to draw upon. With Professor Flowers, was A, the use of perceived victimhood as an excuse to justify retaliatory violence against a racial group, and B, the essentialization of behavior from people in a racial group to the race in its entirety. Because both of those were necessary for Nazi ideology. It's not sufficient, you know, this was one of the things that I had with non-compete as well. You don't just need certain sets of facts in order to be a Nazi. You could believe all the propaganda the Nazis believed and still not be a Nazi because you can derive better moral positions from that misinformation you've been given. But if you're capable of racial essentialization, which Professor Flowers and you do, you have the ability then to extrapolate much greater kinds of harm. Because now, you know, you can reduce uh oh this group of people did this thing well now this entire race is on the bill uh you know white people were colonizers in south africa hundreds of years ago and you know very complicated history up till this point well now all the millions of white people in south africa are colonizers which i thought as a term referred to like people engaging in the process homesteading soldiers farmers brought from you know uh, uh netherlands whatever like an active thing but if we're just using it to refer to any group of people complicit in the exploitation of others, Professor Flowers would be a colonizer because we colonized America from the Native Americans, a group to which she does not belong. She may not be the predominant power group in America, but she sure as shit is not indigenous. This is very reductive logic. It doesn't serve any purpose other than to give people a framework from which to attack racial groups they don't like, which is why I think it's really important to fight back against it. That was the comparison I drew.
1: Okay, so I guess to that I would just say, um, you called it reductive to call white people in South Africa colonizers, and I, I I think that's fair. And like the the actual utility of that, what does that bring? Not much. Um, but also, I don't think that really it, it doesn't strike to the heart of, or that doesn't really address what colonization is. And uh, to 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 sort of. Uh, fixate on that aspect of using that term in a way which i don't think she ever again i don't think like there were these prescriptive claims that you've drawn out from that conversation that said that this stuff was like okay or that it was something that uh is encouraged it's just a simple case of like colonization primarily happened from europe primarily obviously in south africa the south africans there are descendants a lot of them and it, it, it i don't think like I don't I think the conversation about what colonization is is missed when the the steps are taken forward into well using that rhetoric is you know shaky because it leads to potentially justifying XYZ I, I think that conversation before is more important but again it's not to say the conversation after shouldn't happen but I think that conversation before you know I, I find to be the more important one and I find that it is missed when the claims are pursued about uh you know ethnic cleansing what does this what does this mean if you're calling white people colonizers and you can kick them out it means you can kill them all it's like that's not what's being talked about but again
0: one step always leads to the next right i mean for example
1: it's like it's kind of like a slippery slope thing right in terms of like if, if it depends on what level you're having the conversation right like if you're talking about if you're having like a philosophical conversation about what all of this means for the future then Yes, you could talk about it at that level, but I don't think that's what she was saying. And, the, and again, this kind of sounds like we're just going over this conversation in a well, manner that like it's already been gone over. But right, right, do do I, you see what I'm saying in that regard, like in terms of of where the conversation is conversation missed? Look, I don't uh,
0: I don't have an issue with people jokingly calling whites colonizers or whatever. But when it's being done in the context of a discussion about state power being used to displace millions of people, we're very clearly tying this to systems uh, through which real harm can be done. Like, I can give you another example. What does a gangbanger look like in your head? Just picture something. If you oh, were to what are, take-
1: why, What's going on? What are we doing Nothing here?
0: <laughs> that you don't disagree with. Have you ever watched okay. Fox News?
1: Uh, I've seen it. Yeah.
0: Have you oh, ever- Every night, actually. Oh, there you go. Have you ever, <laughs> while spending time online, been assailed with any crime statistics in relationship to race? I know I did. So Stormfront 1350... used to a... Oh, right, or the whole we... thing. Right. Yeah. No, wait, I, we, I don't know. We, we sigh like I'm not on your side on this one. Do you know how many debates I've had where I argue that there's no inherent difference between people of any racial group? It's, this, is, this, this is all treading ground. I'm making sure we have the same basic framework here. Um, the issue is, if you were to take that information... And then to say, you know, in the essential sense, what does a gang member in the United States look like? Um, A lot of people, based either on their biases or on data that you could draw, they would come up with a person of color. And the issue, of course, isn't acknowledging the idea that there are disproportionate trends, how oppression relates to race and how race relates to crime and oppression and how income relates to all of these things. Acknowledging them is just part of getting a sociology degree. But... Of course, if your logic is as simple as, this group mostly does X, therefore it's okay to say this group is this thing, that's how you get all of the essentialist logic that racists have been using since essentially the drug war to frame black people's disproportionate criminality as some kind of essentialist problem as opposed to what it actually is, which is a deliberate product of government failing them and putting them in situations where there was essentially no economic opportunity. The essentialism was what led to the issue there. And you can acknowledge stuff like, you know, um, white people have been colonizers throughout history, or at least the past couple, like 500 years or so. Yeah, but yeah, of course. But we are talking about using state power to uh, to remove people from a country. If you have an alternate explanation for her line there, colonizers should have a right to decide whether or not, or sorry, the colonized should have a right to decide whether or not they want to live with their oppressors. Can you explain that line to me in a way that isn't ethnic cleansing, given she has explicitly said her definition of colonizer is white person? She said that with me and also with Heme.
1: I, again, I, I don't think... I disagree with that claim that her claim is that colonizers is equals white person. I, she, I don't she think
0: explicitly said that with him. It's, it's not inference. She has said I've that. Seen the Hume,
1: no, I've seen the him debate. I've seen the full debate. That's not like, that's not the claim. And that's not, again, it depends on where and what you're talking about, but she's like, tweeted to it draw, as well. to draw this. And you to, said okay, it so... in your
0: video, you said it in, in your video, you said you, you, you did the thing. It was like a, a big beam. You were like a, uh, You know he criticizes her for saying this is an essentialist thing for white people, and then you're like, well, isn't it kind of? And then you, you, yeah. This is wait for both of our sakes, unless you want to get assailed with clips proving you wrong. Accept this point and move forward upon the presumption that she believes white people equals colonizer. How do you frame what she said? What what again, what like what is we're, we're talking about
1: we're talking about like I've looked through it all I, I I flatly disagree and and i this is why I don't think we're gonna find agreement it, it, it's 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 this type of like this type of like, uh, one step leads to the next step leads to the next step. What the net result of that is online is people tweeting at her, calling her pro genocide, and that's not like again. This is this is objectively not what she was ever saying. This is not what she was saying. And like I know you got that impression from the debate and the debate that you watched with him, and you could pull up clips and tweets or whatever. But like it, this
0: is this is just I don't I don't see this going anywhere because I, I think like. Are you capable you of being moved on this position? Because it seems like you're actually the one with the preconception that you're not allowing to be moved by evidence.
1: No, well, what evidence is that you're telling me what she said here? Like, I've seen I've seen the whole thing. It's not going to like you saying that she said this here and there. I didn't here say she doesn't... said it. No, no, I'm saying yeah. like you right now telling me that she said this. Well, one moment. And you can pull up the tweet about white people being the colonizers colonialism. or whatever. Like that, that structure was that, that's literally created that's like, to like, benefit the white people who are be colonizing. it. That Im- something it's, like it's not out of character. Logical thought then uh, leads to a like, misrepresentation oh, well, this means that, to say that this is an like, issue white of white, is okay. white people like colonizing people. Like, I can't uh, believe uh, whatever. This like whole debate people getting mad at her for calling white people colonizer or whatever, or equivocating white people with colonizer. Again, it's like the history of colonization is 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 pretty is pretty like simplistic in that regard, and and that doesn't mean like I'm saying it's okay. I'm just saying like I, I don't like this continued comparison and characterization, and this is why I don't think like we're gonna. I, I just fundamentally disagree. And just a moment, um, please. just yeah. one moment. It's like it's like such tough
0: questions to I ask, think, right? I know. I think what,
1: it's like white. Oh, you're well, oh,
0: you're back. Sorry.
1: I think it's like white, like, uh, again, in like passing, you can pull up like you, like, you feel of white present that, and just, not have to face if you, of white if, if you've watched her videos, for me, if that's you've, when I'd be like, like, uh, like listen to her. That's, you know, calling that's you not calling you. Calling that's not what she was saying. And Noah, just one yeah. moment, please. If you're looking for clips, that's fine. I'm just we're not just, looking.
0: We're listening. Just a moment. Oh, wait. What are you I listening? I don't see that as an academic term. I just say that like you're
1: benefiting off of colonialism. That's what I mean by that. And maybe I should. Use something else because it's very confusing to people, but at the same time, I i don't, I'm not really interested in, um, I'm not really interested in like, uh, breaking it down, don't to you? People either,
0: sure, don't you? Haven't you? Uh, and again, <clears throat> I, I don't know what your upbringing is like or whatever, but I know that, um, when- I just, When when she tweeted. You literally equated colonizer with white in multiple streams. This is genuinely so funny to me that you want me to be ashamed about this. How am I... How am I meant to take this apart from she uses them interchangeably along with the multiple <laughs> clips of her using them interchangeably and then when asked to clarify saying that, yeah, she thinks they're like the same.
1: I, I just... I, I Look, the... You can, you can like pull a tweet that says that and you can pull clips that that, like, that allude to, again, a complex conversation about race, whiteness and colonization. Can you find any evidence
0: of her saying that it's not, that this isn't a synchronous? I I mean, have you, have you like watched all of her videos back? I don't, I'm not sure if you have. No, I don't think she's very smart.
1: Okay, well, then this is just a waste of time, like to try to convince you. uh, That's not what I'm here to do. I'm not here to convince you or your audience that... Like, Wait, uh, Noah, Noah. If you're just Noah, yeah.
0: you are currently the one with nothing in your hands arguing against evidence that hundreds of thousands of people have seen in which she unambiguously as directly as you can said the thing you won't accept. The only thing that I can assume this is, apart from maybe you two are like secret best buddies or something and it's like a personal thing, is you understand that if you fall on this point you fall on the next one. I am because this is an enormous waste of time. Just going to rip the L from your hands. Um, the uh, she said what she said. She thinks white people are colonizers. If you are, with respect, too spineless to own up to the fact that she clearly no dude, this is wait, like... Noah, Noah. Yeah, this is the problem I have. I get framed as a bully when a person is behind me screaming and dancing a point and I pointed it and say, that's fucked. And then people tell me that it's not even there. It is insane in this respect, you know, we can move forward. You can say, I don't care. You know what? Maybe Professor Flowers is a genocide denier or whatever, like an ethnic cleansing supporter. If she had owned it, I wouldn't have cared so much. The thing that bothers me is when I have to run this dishonesty cycle where people gaslight the shit out of me. At this point, do you know how many times I've rewatched the Professor Flowers debate? Over six, because people keep talking about some other second debate that never happened, that apparently I was a part of. I am told that I said racist stuff, and I look back and no, and I'm told that she said this thing that owned me, and I look back and no, I keep going it over and over, and it legitimately fucks with me because all the things I thought I said happened, and all the things I thought she said happened every time, but people don 't want to believe that because it would be big, bad vosh, uh you know the, the narrative crumbles if they were lying, if I was right we never can overcome this if this is the standard of evidence that i have to provide i assume brainwaves from her to you to convey the fact that she doesn't think indeed think of this as some kind of essentialist thing you know i can't meet that 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 evidence but if you want to provide then i ask you when she talked about the right to live away from your oppressors who was she referring to in south africa we'll ignore what she said because she said white people so we'll invalidate her
1: this is this is where this is where like like i think this conversation isn't going to glean anything more because you are asking to use uh these claims that again i i just fundamentally disagree in the debate with these claims that you're pulling from them that she uh somehow promoted genocide against white people by the colonized when when her point was just that autonomy should be granted it shouldn't be conditional
0: And like, look, I, I, nobody said otherwise, but you can believe that you should give autonomy to people, but then also say you shouldn't do ethnic cleansing. Those are the fact that there's been an effort. And that's what she said, dude. That's what
1: like, like, that's, that's literally what she said in her videos and multiple times in
0: in the debate, she did say she doesn't like ethnic cleansing, but, and I can tell because I've debated a lot of conservatives, they often lie or misrepresent their own positions as a way of avoiding the most severe condemnations they could possibly receive if they were forthcoming. How many conservatives have I talked to who clearly fucking hate Martin Luther King, but can't own up to it because he's a national hero. How many convos have I had where they clearly just don't want gay people to exist or trans people to exist, but it's always being framed as some like, well, let's wait on the science thing. If you think dishonesty is exclusively a conservative point of, of contention, then well, it's just a thing people can do with her with with professor flowers we can move on if you like lord knows there's more to talk about but um in this specific respect i do not feel like i am engaging in motivated reasoning she said i i was about to say all but said but she actually said um colonizers are white people white people are colonizers so the the essentialist tie has been drawn nobody here was talking about denying south african black people autonomy nobody ever said that i certainly never said that i just don't think you should be able to displace broader racial groups um and again she
1: doesn't think that either so if if you disagree with that point that's fine but i we should just move on cuz that's that's not like that's not the content of her statements. Like you can extrapolate it through tweets and like a uh, I feel like you, you don't have, have to extrapolate
0: though. Like you have you're the one who actually has to do like the decoding to arrive at your more charitable interpretation.
1: By like watching watching her videos and listening to what she's saying, if that's what decoding and extrapolating is, then yeah, I mean that's that I think everyone should do that. But again, I don't think that you have honestly engaged with this issue in that
0: regard. Do you think so like we can just, Tucker Carlson we should just is move a white on. nationalist by chance? Dude, like this is the type of stuff like why does nobody answer my questions? They're, it's yes, no. I, I mean, yeah, of course. So what's... what? I've watched his content. You know he never self-refers as one? All right, so... Look, dude. By what process <laughs> could you infer that he is a white nationalist without him actually saying that he is one? So you're saying that the rhetoric is conducive to... I'm asking you a question about how you could infer... That assumption. I believe he's a white nationalist, but he's never said it. So, how would you? By what process would you arrive at that conclusion?
1: I mean, like the rhetoric he uses, right? Like the 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 like uh, white genocide rhetoric, right? So, going on and talking about uh, fear mongering about white people being replaced. And so, I'm I'm not saying you can't infer what people say from the rhetoric they use. I'm saying. If you are inferring from the rhetoric someone uses in a debate that was obviously not a productive source of information and you're ignoring the plethora of evidence and information given in her videos, then that's just that's just dishonest. And that's not actually if 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 uh, would it be dishonest uh,
0: to ignore the times when. Tucker Carlson has said he's not racist I'm sure he said that quite a few times right he's had a long (laughs) career
1: so Professor Flowers videos were her saying she's not racist
0: well Professor Flowers has talked about how she doesn't believe in genocide or ethnic cleansing but the things she said were advocacies for genocide or ethnic cleansing I think I've even seen a video of her in the COPE stream after the non-compete thing where she said where she essentially said that like she didn't think it was ethnic cleansing to move a race of people Um, I wish I had all these at my disposal, but you know, as you're aware, the editing process can take some, some time to, to, to conjure together. Um, but you know, it's, it's fine. It's fine. There's, there's always other stuff. I have to admit, it does feel a little bit strange that an opposition to ethnic cleansing is something which seems to get me derision in a space that is ostensibly left leaning, but that's fine. We disagree in the particulars. So I have to ask, um, You know it's always sort of professor flowers oriented aside i guess when we talk about like harassment from my community um or i guess i should say what do you imagine um could be done to make the online left less vitriolic what could be done hmm um you talked about a lot of harassment coming from my community obviously i disagree with the severity or even existence of that harassment but it's possible we have different definitions
1: i think i think a lot of it has to do with the framing of these issues and so i think a big big portion of it is like debate stream uh and debate streamers and i mean just live streaming in general is kind of a different is a different it's its own ecosystem it's its own world and the intermediary from debate streams to like let's say just the other side essayists uh, or what have you is twitter and that's i mean that's just obviously a problem that's always going to be a problem so um i think like in the case of of like the examples i show in my video i don't i i think like um Again, I, I don't really under—I don't really know what to say because if if these are the characterizations you're okay with making, and if you're okay with people, like you said, being mean to people that disagree with you, which is something that I mean—that's a claim I'm assuming you stand by. Of course, um, God willing, I, God bless. Yeah. Look, I, like it, I guess just just like
0: it, I don't really know what I'm trying to say. Here. Let, let me let me take a step back and think. What do you define as harassment, I guess, is what I'm curious about, because the screenshots that you showed were comments in reply to my videos, for the most part, where people just seemed to think Professor Flowers supported ethnic cleansing, which is, as far as I'm concerned, objectively and provably correct. So it can't, well, you can't believe it's harassment to point out bad belief like that would be like saying it's harassment for your video is harassment against me because you accuse me of engaging in upholding white supremacy right like at that point every criticism is harassment
1: yeah so um i guess it's like it's like if 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 a premise which i believe to be false and which i think um given the content of what she's done is I think provably false. Again, you say it's provably false because of what she said in the debate. I say it's provably false because of what she said in her videos. That's not going to ever change. But I think like the nature of this harassment isn't 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 um I don't think it's acknowledged as being um I, I think I think there's a difference in in the types of harassment that happen. Like you could say like, oh, they are harassing for XYZ reason. Um like if there's outright racist vitriol which like you you've said like when that happens in your community, you ban people and when people do it they can do it like under the guise of something else but i think there's a different level of harassment where um based on how these interactions go people feel justified and emboldened to attack people at any level uh because of because of these characterizations that i don't think are that i don't think are accurate or honest um and so I guess like your question was, what defines harassment? Um, I don't know. It's like it, like again, it, if if something's if if you're characterizing someone as doing something so extreme that they didn't do, then um, really a- any time you're 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 opening that window to. Uh, the unlimited like whatever people want to say is therefore justified right because you're saying this person wants to kill people basically they are openly murderous against a race of people well and that like hold on do you not see that as being like uh opening the door to just kind of whatever can happen if
0: if the difference to you is predicated on the correctness of the positions then for one i mean i think a lot of yours are incorrect. I mean, this is, this is very much just a all criticism I disagree with is harassment ideal. Now, when I think of harassment, okay, I have a large community and a large anti-community. I get death threats every single day. Um, I get them in a, in a range of severity, uh, alarmingness, uh, you know, character content, uh, which I, I think would dazzle most people and that's just the death threats. I mean, that's not even to speak of, uh, you know, the myriad attacks made against my family, death threats against my family, of course. Um, I guess what I'm getting at, cause I could talk about this for a long time, is that the, uh, harassment that I get is just that real harassment, actual indefensible attacks against my person based on hatred. Primarily I get attacked by the far right for being, um, you know, for for being gay. They say I'm Jewish too, so, you know, they have fun with that. Um, I've been attacked for being bi by um, people on the left, so that's great. Obviously, when I get attacked for being white, that tends to be like a left-leaning thing, and that happens. I don't think targeting people based on their race is okay. Obviously, I'm not going to, you know, be systemically oppressed over it, but it's not great. Um, I get a lot of attacks. Uh, Many, many emails. This is what I think of when I think harassment. When people say, Vosh, your community is harassing other people, and it's like people making criticisms of their political positions. These people have no fucking idea what harassment is. They have no concept of it. They couldn't even fucking imagine. They would not be able to handle what I can do and what I have to deal with. So, so obviously this is a wolves with arrows stuck in its back type argument. But it's important to understand that a lot of the harassment I get comes from them Luna Oi's Discord had a person threatening to hang me. You take the look at the comments underneath any of these posts and you have myriads of people calling me a pedophile. Luna Oi herself called me a pedophile. You have tons of people making deliberate pointed attacks. Depending on how slimy and tanky oriented the community are, a lot of them look like this pictures of me that are meant to make me look unattractive the same way Nazis draw Jews as a way of dehumanizing them through perceived dislike. And then I look at my community. My community criticizes the shit out of other people. But this is not the contempt present in how I'm treated by others. It's just not there. I know. I look at my YouTube comments. I look at my Reddit. I look at people who reply to my Twitter. My community doesn't like people when they give bad political takes. But holy Christ, like, It's nothing. And this narrative that my community does the harassment is how people like you give shields to people who harass me because it makes me out to be the instigator, the eternal arbiter of harassment who can never, ever have too much done against them because they use the language of Professor Flowers. Oh, do I harass Vosh? Well, no amount of harassment I do to him could ever even come close to what he's done to other people. (laughs) Evidence pending, of course. But that is the logic. Okay, so uh, I
1: guess like just to like I, I I fully concede that like those are two different types of things, right? The the like the way you've explained like what you experience and what like I guess people in your community experience or or whatever kind of like uh uh just extremes forms of horrible vitriolic shit, like. None of that is good. I don't want any of that, but I don't think using that, like I see what you mean about these things not being like uh, one being more important to call out than the other, but I don't think that necessarily, I don't think it follows that that means like the type of stuff that I'm talking about is necessarily false. Do you know what I mean? I, I think like we can look at things like, what happened to professor flowers and say like that is objectively bad while also saying we shouldn't you know people shouldn't treat you the way they've treated you in, in those examples you've but just not brought up the same i think both type of they're thing. not the same thing they're not i i agree i totally agree but i'm saying like if if we're using one of those to just completely like ignore the problems in the other then that's not that's not conducive to like uh, uh, an inclusive space it would I mean? need to
0: be demonstrated that it is indeed a problem i think it's important and you do too judging from the video that you made and I watched to curtail bad behavior on the left. I mean, what is a video of yours if not an invitation to your audience to regard with derision people like me? That's not a bad thing, by the way. We all cultivate the garden. There's nothing wrong with that. That's how political and social movements keep things together, you know? But in this case, Professor Flowers is a ludicrously, um, uh, obvious example of a dead branch in terms of what should or should not be allowed in the left and for and for the harassment she's perceived what people say that she said the things she said do i see death threats real harassment rape threats sexist or racist accusations i'm sure some have happened just as a product of the size of my community but and if bring those screenshots to me i'll ban those people but Whenever evidence is brought to me, it's just people telling her that she's bad for saying the things that she said directly to me, and then again on Twitter, and then again with him, and then again on other panels, and then again on her own podcast. It's not, and and, and what what, what am I, to turn a blind eye to this? If we care about introspection, you have to give me more than Professor Flowers didn't say the things she said because she said other things that weren't the things she said. I need more than that should I not should, should I take everyone then at their word every criticism uh, Mel the genocide denier is, is this is this a person for whom I must hold water? Luna oi a nationalist I mean, where does that line stop? It seems to stop a lot farther out with minority mm. groups than it does with white people. It's a concern that I've noticed, and if you, you I'm sure understand from your presence in the online left that there is often a performative uh what would you call it a performative um giving of space to minority groups not to say it's not good to do that but a performative one one which is about um you know uh, virtue signaling essentially um i think it's an issue uh because it means those people are being held to a lower standard with regards to the quality of their perspectives when all of us of course should be subject to criticism for the things that we say um and then the blowback
1: just to speak uh to that i i agree that like there's a certain degree of performative like uh like you said virtue signaling i remember like during blm uh in in summer of 2020 i saw like a lot of things that was like it was like sort of empty empty sort of performative white wokeness sure that that's definitely something that happens but I, i again i don't i don't i don't see that as as uh as necessitating the the complete completely ignoring the bad things that do happen to racialized creators and i think like the 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 overstep there or the 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 what gets missed there is the things that do happen in in subject of well like you know this person is only defending you like i mean i showed it in my in my tweets like I'm i'm pointing out like things that i feel are objectively bad and then people are immediately jumping to the the claim that oh you're only doing this because this is a person of a color and it's like that if that like if that uh conclusion is being drawn before actually like taking a second to reflect on what is being done that potentially could be perceived as harassment i i take issue with that and like this framing that you know Oh, well, uh, minorities on the left are being protected by the, you know, people who uh, have like these white woke fantasies or whatever. I, I just I again, we operate in different spaces. So I I assume you probably see more of that than I do. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's the case. But I, I do take issue with that being the initial claim on things where people are calling out like, things they perceive to be bad behavior against minorities and then the the immediate jump is well you're only saying that because they're a person of color like do you see an issue with that at all
0: well I, if it was unwarranted but then why is it that the conversation between myself and professor flowers is always supposed to be like a white guy talking down to a black woman that's how everyone talks about it pardon me for my liberal color blindness but i feel like no matter what a person's race is they have a ability to speak on an issue with an equal degree of potential uh, quality. And we were both talking about indigenous issues, which neither of us are. So it wasn't even really relevant to that. Um, It it, it seemed odd to me. Um, And and this is framed constantly. You talked about two white guys debating, you know, this, that, the other, uh, white white genocide theory on, on on stream, it's always framed that way. The id poll is always lurking. And I know one of the biggest criticisms that I get, which is part of like a broad package of criticisms, is that I am, and you said this, sort of an archetype of left adjacent white supremacy. That I'm, my political <laughs> positions might be progressive, some people deny even that, but even though they are, I still maintain the chauvinistic perspective of a person who is held by the trappings of white supremacy. Now, I don't think my behavior warrants this. I think my skin tone is what warrants it. Because I don't think my behavior corresponds to this assumption at all. And I see all these defenses that get brought out for people who I consider indefensible. I won't speak of Professor Flowers again here, but like, my God. And it's this isn't the biggest issue in the world, don't get me wrong, but it's certainly... Worth considering, especially if it's leading us to arrive at really bad political positions, I don't know what utility we get from Professor Flower's analysis that I wasn't casually bumping off on my stream before I even knew who she was, but there's a lot of vitriol that she can provide that I can't. I know that much
1: i mean yeah, so to the 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 idea that like everyone should be held to the same standard of harassment and vitriol i I totally agree um I I I can't like speak to any of the the earlier claims to that like what you mentioned, but I I maintain that um, like the perception of what is and isn't idpol seems to be like so kind of embedded to the point where, like I said, that's the first reaction to criticism uh, against people that are like perceived to be harming people of color, and that's just what I take issue with. It's a narrative.
0: Um, I mean, of course, one of the biggest criticisms that I get is like, I'm a white debate, bro. So it's a narrative that's supported by the explicit text of the people I'm accusing of being a part of that narrative. But yeah, of course, we're talking off inference here. Uh, I can't open up people's minds and know why they do what they do. I can only notice these patterns. And I think they're unfortunate, too, because sometimes they lead to behavior that I actually do consider to be kind of prejudiced being couched in woke rhetoric. Like when you referred to the indigenous rights activist I brought on my stream as being there to make me look right. And so let me clarify there because um,
1: I wasn't aware that she had reached out to come onto the stream. I, I, I guess I assumed that it was the reverse that like someone from the discord had brought her on. Um, but the fact I was definitely like off the mark in that. And so, um, that, again, like, m- my intent there was to say, like, and first I-, I clarified, like, that is an objectively good thing to have happen that perspective deserves to be there and should always be there. But but like, and I- like, this could be a moot point that that you've talked with indigenous activists in the past before, um, as you showed, Um I, again, wasn't aware of that because I think you said the video had been privated the other debate, but it it just struck me as like, you could be calling this nitpicking and that I totally, that would totally be fine. But it struck me as odd that the immediate response to the Professor Flowers debate was uh, the only time, aside from, you know, the privated video that an Indigenous activist had been brought on.
0: And again, like you- brought Lance on. Uh, Lance speaks on Indigenous issues quite a lot, disproportionate amount. He cares about them a lot.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, all that's all good. I I, I just wanted to clarify that that uh, was definitely not like uh, that well, was that was an inference that I took that wasn't like correct. Basically,
0: I, I get that. I just feel I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that in the convo that I had with the indigenous rights activists after Professor Flowers, the fact that she had approached me was something which was brought up in the conversation directly. So. I can't expect you to watch all of my content. That would be a ridiculous burden of proof. Um, But assumptions made betray biases. Even if I had reached out to her, is she just the token? Because she is an actual land back activist. I mean, like actually involves, Professor Flowers is not. But in 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 a sentence, her contribution, and you never really said or explained that she thought Professor Flowers said monstrously bad things but in a sentence her contribution was reduced to brought on to make the white man look good and this is of course i mean the seasler the other seasler coon this is the 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 quintessential criticism of the turncoat black person or i guess in this case indigenous person um it's something that i've seen before from people who were very progressive on some issues and very lacking in others And it's frustrating because it seems like in an effort to preserve the perceived legitimacy of Professor Flowers, you had to not only delegitimize the actual activist I brought on, you also had to not make it clear that she disagreed explicitly with Professor Flowers. You framed it as her coming on to teach me and my audience, which she did, don't get me wrong, but she messaged me because Professor Flowers said horrible shit She wasn't the only one who emailed me either. I got professors from universities. That video got a lot of views, man. People took attention. And always the same, I can't believe these are the people representing land-back activism. You know? Like, I can't believe Professor Flowers is the one people are going to think of. Something I had to struggle with too afterwards, you know? Like, people in my community. I feel like I have to do damage control for people I don't like. It's actually really, like, humiliating, you know? Like, I have to scamper around my community being like, guys, 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 okay, they're not all that bad. Like, land back, it's a good thing. Like, it's not, it's, it's, I swear to God, like, land back activists aren't like this, you know? Uh, and I have to, I have to, like, massage it over. But I'm doing this for people I don't even like. So it's like, uh, it's so frustrating. But I wish you had played the stuff she said about Professor Flowers.
1: Yeah. So, like I said, uh, I mean, it was a mistake to frame her participation in that, in that way. And I wouldn't, uh, I mean, I would have changed that if I would have like thought that through. I, I kind of threw that in at the last minute, but um, I mean, with regards to I forget actually, I completely forget what you just said at the end. Um, oh, with regards to her perspective on the issue. I mean, yeah, again, like I, I, my disagreement is with uh, the the language, the inflammatory language that was being used around land back, right? And and so like, would you say that you elevating the, uh, land back rhetoric to a question of potential genocide, would you say that contributes to inflammatory rhetoric or was that professor flowers fault?
0: No, she didn't. She didn't engage in any land back activists. She was the one promoting the genocide. That's not, that's, that's not on me. I was trying to detach the two Um, by, by associating the two, she's the one causing harm to that movement. I feel like we have a moral obligation for the sake of indigenous people to push back against language like that, because the last thing indigenous people need is a bunch of, you know, chest puffing Twitter leftists running around screeching about how, you know, if indigenous people want to ethnically displace their colonizers from centuries ago, then they should have the right to. Um, which is something you do see on Twitter from time to time. But I was surprised to see somebody stick to that position so adamantly while talking to me. Um, I, try, I, I mean, so I, 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 I agree try to pull with what past you just said, it, you but,
1: but, but, but uh, like I, I, I think like uh, you said you try to pull past it. And in what regard do you mean like pull past the, the narrative that like. If you give people autonomy, then they want to do genocide? or, or... I, don't, I don't
0: think that. I think that Professor Flowers wants to do it. I don't think Indigenous people or like people who have been freed want that. Um, I, This is a her problem. I said that in the thing, too. I, I was very clear multiple times. I do not think that Indigenous people or, or, or oppressed people are going to do that retributory violence. I told her to stop defending it, you know? And that's one of the things the activist I talked to afterwards said. For God's sake, if you care about indigenous people, drop the bullshit Twitter posturing. Um, Indigenous people do not want this like pseudo blood and soil like revenge fantasy LARP bullshit being, you know, thrown out alongside all the Yushanka wearing uh, Soviet union theme bass-boosted YouTube <laughs> montage-playing dipshits who talk about all political issues like they're three seconds away from taking to the street with a Kalashnikov. Um, and, and I agree completely with that. You know, in this respect, I feel like it's irresponsible rhetoric on Professor Flowers' behar- uh, uh, behalf, which is, causing harm to a minority group that gets, you know, a very little time in the limelight as it is. Okay. I mean, uh, that's like,
1: I don't disagree with, with, uh, what you said there, but I, 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 I do disagree that, um, I, I, I disagree with the conclusion from the debate being that that is what she wants. And, and again, like, um, I, I don't think that was her point. We've already gone through this, but, um, I would encourage anyone to watch her videos on it. And, and I mean, if you really want to watch the debate, but I, I, just, I disagree with that foundation, but everything else I I completely agree with. Like, I don't think no one ever wanted to talk about these issues on that level. Um, you bringing the activists on was really a really good thing. Um, and, but, but ultimately what I, I stand by is that I, I just don't think that is, is like what could be uh, charitably construed from what she was saying. And again, you'll say like, she said, X Y Z. But I, I think, like, do you think that in, like, okay, you've had a few conversations with leftists that you've, you've that you, that have gone wrong. I mean, obviously, you've had ones that have gone right. What would you say causes that to happen? I mean, we talked about this before briefly, that you said it's an uncharitability and a framing of you as being antagonistic.
0: Is that what you would say is what causes them? I think the main issue is that they're wrong, but it's multiplied by that, yeah. Everyone's wrong on some issues. Not everyone can be. I don't know, uh, like me. But I'm posturing. Here. Right all we're, the time. We're all no, right, right. I think that's we're, like we're all that's one of my time favorite time.
1: bits. That's one of my favorite bits is just the guy who's. I, I'm never wrong. I've never been wrong. I never will be wrong. And uh, everything I say on Twitter is correct. All well, my takes are true. That's my favorite bit.
0: Anybody with bit my even. reputation had uh, better have remarkably high self-esteem. Um, with, with regards to how these conversations typically go wrong, I do think a lot of it is a narrative based thing. The issue is that a lot of people do view me as some kind of big, bad, scary antagonist, um, a person who's representative of the rot in the online left. And also because people constantly talk about this alleged harassment for my community, a person who mobilizes this massive wave of hate that people will get after, which again, I've seen... The comments under Professor Flowers' video, there are people who are angry at her. I didn't see anything I would characterize as harassment. And her subs have gone up. So, you know, the, 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 the industrial complex of anti-Voshites, uh, you know, continues to produce to this day. Um,
1: Yeah, thank you for that, by the way. My video's popping off.
0: Of course. (laughs) Um... But no, people perceive me as this villain, so they feel like kowtowing to me is going to be kowtowing to a bunch of associated positions that they don't agree with, you know? So often, you did it in this conver- Excuse me. In this conversation, there are a number of statements- Thank you. There are a number of statements I could make which would be factually correct, which neither of us should shy away from because we're both educated enough to understand the education- the positions which led to this, you know, you can talk about in a leftist space with no fear whatsoever of being misconstrued about crime statistics, about IQ averages. And I'm good at talking about these things because a lot of lefties leave them on the table. Too bad. They don't want to talk about it. It's a touchy subject. But when you look deeper into it, there's always reasons why, right? You get more educated on it. And all of a sudden, it just becomes a preliminary fact that allows you to then follow through with interesting and uh, politically informative information. But when I did that with you, what does a gangbanger look like? It's like you were waiting to be trapped. I'm not trying to trap anyone. You and I both know the basic demographic statistics that people on the right will throw out in an effort to prove adjacent but not identical points about inherent behavior between groups. I've argued against these things so many times, but there's that fear. Like being even next to these, like getting close to the abyss taints a person. Like what you did with the Nazi thing. Uh, Jews, banks, it's true. You can read up on Jewish history. There was disproportionate control. A lot of that was just because of anti Semitism. They got pushed into those fields. I don't think there's anything wrong with acknowledging it. In fact, I think there's an implicit anti Semitism in denying it. I have Jewish fans who were on Twitter getting called anti Semitic. For correcting Gentiles on their history, that's pretty fun. Yeah, so I, I think like uh, I, I
1: I I mis misinterpreted uh how that point was being construed in that debate. Because I, I, again, I saw and I, I agree with the point that like uncomfortable statistics shouldn't be ignored because uh, because they you know okay. So I guess I'll, I'll just say this like. Um, the Zizek quote that I used, I I think, does back up your point that you make later on in that video, which is that um, if we're even you know talking about the statistics, like you uh, are, if you're if you're even like debating it on a, the morality of it at a level of statistics, then you've lost the debate. But you bringing in the statistics doesn't necessarily you know contradict what that. Statement says so I think I, I misinterpreted that in, in in a sense so i I would agree that like the data you know these these things shouldn't be just ignored um my issue was with like how non compete was framed as being uh, you know, having been exposed by the rhetoric. And I mean, that might be something that you stand by, but having been exposed by the rhetoric and hanging up because people figured out that he was a Nazi. And that was the characterization I saw all, all the place, which was just like, it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, you'd probably agree with that, non-compete. It's a like, little
0: ridiculous. It's in the ballpark of being ridiculous, maybe. Part of it was a joke because he was very adamant in misrepresenting me through a clip chimp. So, you know, I thought it was funny to do it back, um, which I I, I I don't apologize for. Um, but fundamentally, though, it is indicative of something. In his case, he didn't seem to believe in the value of an ethical system. And if you don't have a consistent ethical system, what that really means is that something's informing your ethics and you're not smart enough to know what it is or you're dishonest, you know. Um, There's nothing wrong with not having a coherent ethical system, but he was arguing against the idea of having one, arguing instead that understanding material reality would be sufficient for understanding whether something was ethical or not. But knowing what things are and what things should be are two very different problems. And I was trying to illustrate that point by indicating that depending on how you wanted to, he kept saying material conditions, material conditions, you know, depending on what information you're exposed to. Material conditions might lead you to some pretty reprehensible positions if you're only deriving a sort of is-ought, gapless, you know, ethical process. And that was part one of a two-part podcast. If you're interested in finishing it, then uh, you should wait for the next episode.